0: Series 2, Episode 15, Wisdom in Silence.
1: What is wisdom? What does that word even mean? How can we implement wisdom in our everyday lives? Psychiatrist and executive coach, Dr. Sunil, invites you to join him on a transformational and sacred quest to experience meaning, purpose, and fun in both your life and work. These podcasts will not only empower you to wisely navigate through a confusing world, but to grow in body, mind, and spirit, which will ultimately have us dancing with wisdom.
0: Welcome to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, as we invite you to join us on this quest to make sense of life. My name is Sunil Raheja.
2: And my name is Elliot Frisby. And I'm going to throw something at uh, you today, which we wasn't originally going to talk about but I just feel like it's popped up a lot and I feel like it's a solution or part of the process of a lot that we're talking about here Yes, and that is like solitude meditation prayer yes. which I would summon up in the word silence hmm. okay a lot could be found in silence yes. sound of silence great Simon & Uncle song, song. song yeah. um, but I, I've even said sometimes like, oh, I just want to just be i just have some silence yes because a lot could be found a lot of wisdom could be found a lot of results um yeah. a lot of resolves can be found within silence yes. so so how important is that and how do we how do we tap into the wisdom of silence
0: wow great question i mean it's to start with it's probably best to acknowledge the fact that we live in a world that is certainly not silent that is very noisy and there is a huge amount of noise that we can allow ourselves to be exposed to, through the media, through social media, to the busyness of our lives. You know, thinking about that email that I've got to send, that message that they said that. There's lots of things vying for our attention. The other side of it is that actually, it's not a new thing. Another way, um, there's a famous uh, theologian mathematician called Blaise Pascal. You know, he did Pascal's triangle that we had to learn at school. And he said the fascinating thing in the 17th century. He said, most problems in life could be solved if man could learn to sit quietly in his room for half an hour. (laughs) Okay, And the point he was trying to make is that we struggle with sitting quietly by ourselves in silence because the moment we do, all sorts of other voices and thoughts come into our head and are usually negative and unsettling we immediately go to so and so said this or i'm not as good as that person and i'm not measuring up here or i failed in that area there's usually a lot of negative self-talk and that's i think is one of the reasons why we run away from silence because we're not comfortable with being on our own with our thoughts because we haven't developed the discipline and the self-mastery of managing our thoughts. And I talk about somebody who struggled with depression in my own life and is an introvert and has really struggled with silence myself. So much so that I've had to make real steps to be comfortable in silence. Because and I can't survive without it now.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Because silence is, is great. I mean, people who meditate will live by it unless yeah. You live by it. it's. It, I think it's very... I Actually, think just a quick,
0: quick, quick question. When you say meditate, what comes to mind? Because obviously me- people use the word meditate. We probably need to define our terms because meditation is used in so many different ways.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I'm saying it in a way for everybody. Okay. Because some people would class um, prayer as meditation. Yeah. Some people would class prayer as going through a guided meditation where you're looking for it in a calm and they might say right okay you're you know you're walking across a field yeah. you reach a field you know you found a box you open up the box but you know but, but, but you know
0: but, but i think the more you go into this it's it's a bit like talking to um an es- if you talk to an eskimo about snow okay eskimos i can't remember they have loads of words for snow because they have wisdom about snow Okay? Because they live in snow all the time, they can see distinction and refinements. And I think this is a challenge. You see, prayer and meditation, and you're right, most people think of prayer and meditation as the same thing, and they think of meditation as emptying the mind. But actually, there are new, nuances and subtleties to meditation. There's a whole world out there to really understand it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I think that that can be, for people who have considered meditation, mm. that could be a bit of a turn-off.
0: Exactly, and, them. and it's scary. I think it, it's scary to stop down and be quiet and silent is, is really a scary thing to do.
2: But I think it's, I think it's an amazing thing to do because I've got a squeaky chair. Yeah, because um, you've been through the,
0: the discomfort and you've seen that If you go through the discomfort, you come out the other end actually as-, as See, as,
2: but that's, that's the difference. I didn't get discomfort. I didn't yeah, have that. Interesting. Okay. You, you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, you yeah, see. So. And there'll be many people who will yeah. and there may be many people who wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. What I would do is I would have more negative my would have negative thoughts if I was doing um I, should, I I used to, should I say, have negative thoughts if I was doing a long drive. And I only had my tired brain. So as soon as I get tired, for me, mm. tiredness yes. equals negativity in yes. my in my opinion. I can opinion. with that as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, but if you can take yourself off and just be silent, there's no difference to saying, do you know what, I'm going to take a long hot soaking bath. <laughs> right. I would never do that because I absolutely hate baths. I, they are right. my worst night. I try to do them occasionally. I'm like, going to get in a bath. I get there, I go, ah, no, nah, no, nah, just hot and. Bored, you know yes. i could jump in the shower instead but people find it in different ways it's it's just seeking that silence and that can be a form of meditation chugging some nice crystals in the bath sitting there and just contemplating clearing your brain but then with that we can also go to the wisdom of breath
0: okay you see okay. yeah okay just just hold that for a sec. i think what you're talking about you know lying in the bath or that kind of thing is being fully present in the moment I think is that's what you because our, often you see our minds are rushing between what happened in the past and what needs to happen in the future, you know between and and flitting, but we don't. And I think this is what and I think this is what's been fascinating our Asian culture more and more is the fact to be completely present in the here and now, and have nothing else going on, is actually hugely. Yeah, rewarding. being
2: present is really important. I agree, yeah. but it's not actually what I'm talking about. Okay. I, ultimately, that is the result. Something that I would um, I like to do is if if you're in a green field or some flowers, I, I close my eyes and I take some deep breaths mm. and I look, breathe out slowly and I, I do that and I just do that that breathing. I like open my eyes and suddenly everything looks more green. Wow. And uh, the yes. flowers look more pretty. You know, it's yes. everything's. You know, there's this clarity there. But yes. but that clarity has come from being in an now has come from that meditation. So what, what I would find myself is that that's a good opportunity for meditation to breathe, clear your mind and almost visualize how you would like your perhaps your day to have gone. You know, I was a bit angry earlier on, but you know, what? I don't need to be angry there. I can... You know forgive myself for that anger, I can let go let go of it all, mm. and it's a time for reflection until you literally feel that calm and the breathing has to go side and side. I think there's a you have to do breathing within prayer as well you see, but that's people pray differently. the yes. way I pray is differently to say how you pray or other people pray I remember I was a musical director for a gospel choir once um in in London, and it was I was really welcome though obviously a community. And they held their hands out to me and accepted me into their prayer. Mm, and I ran in, and, and it was just so amazing. But their prayer was, was very fast and energetic. But one thing I noticed, there's my point, is the breathing within that. Mm. Their breath, was maybe it's because they were singers as well, and they, they were very good. They were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, da, da 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 breath, da da da, da. And it was, it was a rhythm. So they, they were had a in rhythm. harmony
0: with each they other. They were in
2: harmony with each other, but they were in harmony with their breath. There was a flow about beautiful. it. beautiful. Yeah. You see, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm, yes, and I, I left feeling quite uplifted, actually, yes. and not just from the music. Yes. Um, but for me, when it comes to like, the meditation and the prayer, there are many different aspects of it which make the whole, which you, where you can deal with a lot of issues, you can s- sort everything out, you can visualize how you want things to be, and then afterwards you find yourself in clarity.
0: Yes. But can you maintain it? Well, then you've got to get engaged with the rest of the world, but but it can give you, you know. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking of uh, an Old Testament story of the prophet Elijah, and the story is about how he'd gone through a really stressful experience, and a particular queen, Queen Jezebel, basically said to him that she was going to basically he was going to be killed for what he'd done against the prophets of Baal and all that kind of stuff. But the point I'm getting at is he was physically and you mentioned it, he was physically and emotionally exhausted. So he basically ran away, went under, uh, went under a tree and basically said, God, just kill me. Just kill me. i just had enough. And what I find fascinating is that God didn't preach a sermon to him, didn't tell him, you know, it's, it, you know, it's not as bad as you think or anything like that. He basically fed him. He supernaturally fed him with food and water. And then it says that God told him to stand by a rock. And it says there was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. Then there was a roaring fire. God was not in the fire. And then it said there was a still, quiet, gentle breeze. And God revealed himself in that gentleness, in the quietness, in the calmness. And that was part of his sort of refreshment and renewal. But I think there's something about silence because we've got so much noise going on. God is in the silence. God is available in the silence. But we've got to handle the silence because we can't handle the silence naturally ourselves because usually a whole load of other rubbish comes in. And that's why I think the word of God can be so powerful in the silence, meditating on a scripture and holding it, as it were. you know, it's, and, and that's why I was talking earlier about, about the nuances because there's prayer in terms of talking to God, but there's prayer also involves listening to God in the silence. And, you know, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And we're told that the words of Scripture are eternal. So, you know, sitting down quietly and taking, for example, you know, Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And stopping and reflecting on that and then thinking, you know, I don't feel particularly, you know, refreshed, restored. You, know, you know, bring me to these quiet waters. What does that mean? And allowing that to soak you into, you know, literally like your bath analogy, mm. soaking you in, in those words. That is enormously powerful. Because I think the problem is we're so used to rushing and being so soaked up in problems that we lose the perspective.
2: Yeah, there's there's a couple of things there yeah. which I found quite interesting. One, you were saying that you can't sit in silence because of all the noise and the violence, yeah, and, yeah and the, so the voices that come in. Often but people, I think, but I, I think that people. depends on the, on the person. Yes, that's true. That's I think true. that depends on the person. And but yes. also, if you can, if that does happen, don't give up on it. That is a case that you can you practice. Yeah. Like anything, you practice and you, you'll get good at it. Yes. You know, and you'll teach yourself. Like, like when I used to have them battles and I used to have ne- bad thoughts, you know, and mm. I, when I used to do these long drives and I had to teach myself. I told you, I'd look in the mirror and I'd shout at myself and say, Stop it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's, that's, that's irrelevant. Yes, it's that's just, right. Why, but why was, are you it doing
0: was, it? it? It was a tiredness
2: that was speaking. Yeah, it's a tiredness of speaking. So I started pulling over and meditating yes. and, and, and praying, etc. cetera. Um, so that's one thing. But if you wanted to say meditation or silence on a prayer, and you are want to do it on scripture, but let's just say you're you're struggling with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a nice simple line which I have done um, many a time, and I think it's quite lovely. And that is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad yeah, and rejoice in it. Beautiful. Yeah. And if you just say that, if you just say that over and over mm. whilst you meditate. So if I just sat here now, I've got my eyes closed. Yeah. And a half smile. And I'd breathe in. Mm. And I just thought to myself. This is the day the Lord has made. Mm. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Yes. And suddenly... That has got a lot of clarity. Mm. You can say, this is the day the Lord has made. Well, actually, the day itself is quite beautiful. Mm. Let's forget all the silly things. Let's forget all the bits in it. The sunrise, you know, and just the natural day itself is actually a beautiful thing. I will be glad and and rejoice in that. What are the things I'm glad about today? What can I be grateful for back to gratitude? Mm. You know, and and that's what, so I'm now thinking it's being wise enough to use the silence well and to use the right kind of prayer that works for you, and to look to develop that, of course. You develop that, yes.
0: Because what you're doing is, and I think that this is the key thing, is that when you handle it well and you have the word of God, as you illustrated there, to reinforce the silence, you actually begin to discern that in the silence there is the friend and there is someone there who is noble. And that in a sense is God revealing himself through the Holy spirit within, within the silence as, as the ultimate friend.
2: Abs- yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And, and I, I'm just, my idea is I, I'm looking from what other people might be considering here because everything that you're saying, I think is, is great and beautiful. And I, I think, that, I think as human beings, people like to go back and say, yeah, but my situation is this. Mm. I think that's what people do. Yeah. And, so, some of you might say, Well, I've got screaming kids. Yes, yes. And the thing that pops into my head is like you sort of lead by example. It's like you can't expect your kids to be good readers if you're not picking up a book and reading in front of them. Yes. And, and we're guilty for that. One thing I'm saying is like, oh, I've got to have more books, you know, have <laughs> them see me reading books. We have them at the bedside cabinets. Sure, sure. But, you know, that when it comes to silence, you know, to say that, you know, oh, we can do a silent activity now and actually say it, I'm going, we're going to do a silent activity now. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I'm going to do a silent activity. You're welcome to come over here, but you have to be silent. Mm. You know, well, I want you. you know, they want your attention, they want your attention. Well, they can only come over if you're in a silent mm. activity. Then you're teaching them about silence. Yes. And yes. I told you about the Peace Out um YouTube clips, which are five, six-minute long, which are great for kids just to sort of reset Oh, to
0: reset themselves. Yeah, yeah. you
2: know, and it's great. And then of course you do have things like us at the moment, you've got like um junior church and and, yeah. and things like that. But again, that's all activity.
0: Yes learning, to, yes, learning to be comfortable and s- with yourself and to stop and to pause. It's, I mean, actually, you remind me of a couple of stories, actually. Um, one was with a patient of mine who was diagnosed with cancer and was dying. Uh, it, was, it was years ago when I was a junior house officer at a hospital. And she was terrified of dying. And she well, was very, very anxious. And what it was my privilege to do was to share with her through Scripture the hope that we have in Christ, the fact that there is someone who's conquered death, the fact that although she was terrified of dying, that she could put her confidence in Christ, who knew her pain, understood her pain, and was good to show a path through that. And I always remember it because it was, it was, for me, it was amazing because from a woman, I mean, she was, I can't remember, she was in her 60s or 70s at the time, who has been so worried and fearful about dying and the unknown? Over the next three or four days, I saw her transform and have a sort of peace about that. You know, she was she didn't want to leave her husband, and she didn't you know want to leave, but she was she'd accepted it, and she'd clearly grasped the fact that there was a God who she could hold, whose hand she could hold, and who she could trust, and she was comfortable in the silence. Up to that point, the silence for her was terrifying, mm. but within the silence, she discovered the friend. That was—I yeah, mean, that, I mean—that that was goodness. That's about th- yeah, about thirty years ago, actually. But I still remember it all these years later, mm. just seeing that transformation in her over a few days. The other is um, is, is is a completely different example. When I have worked with the NHS, I've had junior doctors who've worked with me, and I had a particular uh, junior doctor who really struggled with her her exams, with her postgraduate exams. And she would get really, really, really stressed out and very anxious and, you know, very, ooh, you know, anxiety. And I sort of helped her with her exams and things like that. But the point what I was going to make was that when she was working with me, she actually passed her exams. And I said, wonderful, you know, I'm really pleased for you that you passed your exams. But I just want you to know... I want you to really celebrate, really enjoy this, have a great time because you've you know you've worked really hard and you've got the exams. But I want to warn you something. Something is gonna happen around the corner that's just gonna be as stressful as these exams have been. Mm. Unless you sort yourself and unless you find ways of dealing with the drama. Okay. And It was interesting because within a couple of weeks, something had happened, you know, she was from overseas and something had happened with her visa. And she began to find herself getting as uptight and as agitated and as catastrophizing as she had before. You know, because when you're in a situation, you say to yourself, if I didn't have this problem, then I would be so happy. The problem is if you haven't dealt with silence and solitude, if you haven't dealt with what I would say a deep living relationship with God, Something else will come to fill your mind with worry and anxiety. And that's what has happened with this with this particular junior doctor, is that she hadn't really dealt with the silence and solitude. So something else came that was just as huge, such just as stressful, mm. which was completely left field, you know, a curveball, as you say, a left field thing that, that was never on her radar. And it was as all encompassing. So... That's, I think, an impressive warning sign. I mean, I've struggled with catastrophization as well myself, thinking, oh, no, you know, if this doesn't happen, then everything's going to be a disaster. And I think, you know, even in this conversation, it's a reminder to me that have I learned to know the peace that passes all understanding, As, as Paul says in Philippians. Do I know what it is to be still and know? The phrase is be still and know that I am God. And that's God saying not that I am God, but that he is God and that he is the one who is completely in control. But
2: this goes back to earlier podcasts where we were saying about the difference between the mind and the heart, mm. you know, and where those thoughts come in. So being destructive, you know, something that you're kind of doing yourself and you need to find that solitude within silence. You need to find the silence and clear clear yourself, but you need to be brave enough to go into the silence and <clears throat> deal yes. with that and say, right, I'm going I'm give to it, give it a go. Yes. You know, and but- so I
0: think when you start small, actually there's a great app I've got to, have to look at my phone. I've forgotten the name of it. Um, if you don't mind, get
2: your phone out. I'm, I'm getting, I didn't, I didn't realize we're having a... It's called the Pause uh, app.
0: The Pause app. Basically, it's called Pause, and what you do is you stop for a minute every day. And the speaker called John Eldridge. He says, "I give everyone and everything to you," and basically, for a minute, you know, you're basically handing over everything to God, and that's incredibly well. It's it's, it's incredibly refreshing because you realize that you're not the center of the universe mm. and there is someone who is holding the universe in control and holding your life in control even though in you know with all its mess and muddle and confusion fantastic
2: well i think that's a good place to leave it so let's do a summary of um wisdom within silence please Sunil.
0: yeah i mean i'm going to give you a prayer can I, i'm going to actually i'm going to give a summary and i think this this prayer summarizes it from the end of the book you'll know the first part of it but I'm pretty sure you and the watchers and listeners won't. It says, God, give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Now, that's really famous. I mean, I've been in hospitals around around the world, and I've seen that on walls and waiting rooms. But the second half of the prayer is always admitted, and I think it's a real shame because this really, in a sense, encompasses it and you know it's a prayer to to say to yourself in the silence he says living one day at a time enjoying one moment at a time accepting hardship as the pathway to peace taking as jesus did this sinful world as it is not as i would have it because that causes so much tension trusting you will make all things right if i surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever
2: in the next. That's the power of silence. Amazing. Definitely something to think about in silence. In silence. Okay, so uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, so do get in touch with us. If it's on YouTube, do leave a a nice comment below with any questions or or, um, anything you'd you'd like for us to discuss. Please do give us a thumbs up and uh, share with your friends. And that's the same with the podcast. We really do appreciate a nice, good... um, Especially with friends who
0: maybe are struggling with silence and solitude and struggling with anxiety. I think, you know, if that could help them, then... I
2: also think it's a good reminder, you know. I think it's a good reminder to people who just, in general, have an interest already as well. Mm. Because those people have really have value to, to bring to our quest to
0: our quest you know exactly. they'll really have
2: something to come in and say right well I've got a thought on this you know I'd love to hear that I'd love to learn yes, from very
0: fascinating. people
2: so um, yeah so do um, get in touch and get in touch with us directly at
0: drsunil.com
2: drsunil.com you can get hold of me Elliot Frisbee at Elliot two l two T's at monkeynutuk.com or via the Monkey Nut Audiobooks Instagram or Facebook site Sunil loved it as always thank you thank you
1: You've been listening to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, presented by Sunil Rahija and Elliot Frisby. For details on the Dancing with Wisdom book and its accompanying workbook, please visit drsunil.com. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, then please share it, give it a thumbs up on YouTube and help it to grow by giving it a nice review. Life's challenges can diminish, define or develop you. Which one will it be? Make sure you hunger for the wise one. The choice is yours.